Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to not just another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, but also the Locked On Giants podcast. We are doing a crossover spectacular. I am one of your hosts, Javier Reyes, sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the host with the most. You can find me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. I also write for Just Baseball, great website about baseball stuff, obviously, because it's called Just Baseball. And I'm being joined by my fellow co-host or main host, if you're listening to this on the Giants feed, I guess, uh, Ben Kaspik, at Ben Kaspik on Twitter. Giants and statistics and Twitter <laughs> legend of the Lockdown MLB Network. Uh, sir, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, how, how are you? I'm, I mean, first of all, I just got to say, like, I'm, I'm everybody like everybody else just waiting on the free agency to get rolling yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm anxious for that. It's a year to the day since Absolutely. the hot since the since the Carlos Correa canceled press conference. So really? I'm a little sh- shaken up about that, like <laughs> PTSD a little bit. But otherwise, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good, man. And as we are waiting for free agency to get underway. That's crazy. Uh, everybody, you're listening to this episode for Thursday, December 21st, by the way. I uh, forgot to mention that. Uh, as we're waiting, you and I figured, well, let's let's cause some hysteria. You know what I mean? Let's 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 get people all up in a, a, a yeah. fix, I guess. We are talking today primarily about Hassan Kim. And if you clicked on the video, you know that because we want to talk about potential trade ideas with Hassan Kim, whether it makes sense for both teams, uh, especially for the Padres, considering that for the Padres' perspective, Hassan Kim is one of the only things that went well last year uh, for the team, frankly. So it's going to be interesting, and I imagine I will get some mean comments. But ladies and gentlemen, also, today's episode, I must let you know, is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 buckaroos and bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I promise you, you know, you want to bet against the Chargers? Go do that. You'll probably get it. Uh, that's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started and to get started with today's show i'm going to lead with the padres perspective because i think that that's the one that will have the most what type of reaction to it when you see this video um why would the padres trade hassan kim this is a guy who last year like i said was one of the best things that happened for the team uh he increased basically across the board in basically every respect and i'm not just talking about like the fancy baseball stats uh although that being said Loki had 38 stolen bases last year. It's like mm-hmm. the quietest stolen base machine that I could remember of last year. 17 home runs as well. Career high for his MLB uh, career. His walk rate went up from 8.8% the previous season to 12. Strikeout rate went up a little bit, but he balanced that out with the power and the huge increase in his walk rate. 260, 351, 398 slash line, 112 WRC plus, And of course, elite defense winning a gold glove at second base. Uh, doing his thing as always he's been electric defender even when he wasn't hitting the ball all that well his rookie year a very good um, defensive player some of his numbers went down because he just really stunk it up in September I don't know what happened but the big thing with Kim last year is that on top of turning more more of his fly balls uh, his pulled fly balls and hold on his pulled hits into fly balls uh, and getting more home runs in Petco clearly loving that left field um, porch quite a lot Uh, He also just had a better eye at the plate, as evidenced by his walk rate. And I think one of the things that was fascinating is that Kim low-key turned into a leadoff hitter, seeing many more pitches per plate appearance. So everything was great, except for the fact that inexplicably, in September, I don't know what happens. (laughs) He just forgot how to hit. Uh, For people who don't know, um, 36 WRC plus in September, which is what brought some of his numbers overall down. But just like a top 30-ish position player this year, 
with defense that you can rely on at basically every position, including third base, which he doesn't have to play all that often because Manny Machado's there. Uh, and then you could also play shortstop and second base. And I wouldn't be surprised if he could play the outfield somehow too. He, he can't, but still, I'm just you're, cracking jokes here. <laughs> you're describing my perfect player, which is why we're talking today. You, exactly. The way you're saying that, you're like my <laughs> listeners are just like, all ears. The ultimate say, platitude utility infielder. Well, utility, and, just the versatility, because, yeah. yeah, we'll get into it, but yeah. And with that all said, you might be wondering, well, why the heck would the Padres trade this guy? Well, the most obvious thing is, if you've been paying attention to the, the offseason so far, the Padres have been shedding salary. Now, you can go less, listen to my video about the Padres' lack of spending, although apparently they might be getting Yuki Matsui uh, from the, uh, I forgot what, the Eagle team. I forgot what they are from Japan, but might be getting him. Even still, the Pirates have been shedding salary. They obviously trade away Juan Soto. They got rid of Matt Carpenter and Josh Hader and Blake Snell are free agents. They might not be re-signed at all. I am not as negative on that front, but I do think that it does raise questions for this year. Um, not necessarily the long future, but for this year. And Hassan Kim currently, he's not getting paid a whole lot of money, which is awesome if you're trying to save money. And he's got one more year left on his deal. Uh, his original deal was four years, $28 million, that he signed back in 2021. And after this season, there's a mutual option, uh, which I imagine he would be looking to take. Or I don't know what would happen there necessarily. It's a mutual option. I thought it was a club option or a player option. Whatever. It's mutual. Anyway. And yeah, so... Based on the way he's played, eight million dollars. He like he if he yeah. had another season like this, he would just be like, no thanks. Yeah, exactly. Hit, hit so the market. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense. I think that with Hassan Kim and considering this team and wanting to save money, I think the reason that the Padres would want to trade him is one, he's a very good player. So if you're trying to be shifty and selling high, uh, not to say that I think he's going to be worse at all. I think September was weird for him. I think that you could get a, a good amount from this guy. And this is a team that has struggled with depth for a while. And I understand that people will be frustrated because this guy has not just been a good player, but one of the easiest players to root for. And that includes Tatis because Tatis has been weird off the field with some of his stuff. He's been one of the easiest players to root for on the entire team. He's a joy to watch. He's always smiling and he's getting better and apparently talks smack in Spanish, which means I love him even more, uh, <laughs> according to Nick Martinez, which is just hilarious. <laughs> that, that's the, the language that he chooses hilarious. for that. Um, and I think the other matter of this is, yes, the, the Padres are shedding salary, but I think the really important component to this, Ben, and for Padres listeners, is they have a fellow by the name of Jake Cronenworth, who's currently the first baseman for the team. And Jake Cronenworth, while he was bad last year and he was hurt, as a second baseman, this is a guy that was top five in F4 ever since the 2020 season before last year. That means he wasn't up there with like the Altuves and Marcus Simeons of the world, but he was still really, really good. And last year, he only had one F4. And part of that is because his numbers, when you put them up to what you're supposed to get out of a first baseman, and you don't get the stuff that you get from being a great defensive player, which Cronenworth has shown oftentimes that he is, is particularly at second base. It's going to go down. So unless Cronenworth hits the way he hit in 2020, which is like a, uh, let's see, our 126 WRC plus guy, then even that at first base is going to be great because he doesn't even have all that. the power. He doesn't even have the that. power. That's exactly. We And we, I'm going to just say, yeah. I said this last off season to you, that these weird defensive, the fact that you're moving Cronenworth to first yeah. mm. just severely cuts into his value. And sure enough... Yes, I'll let you finish. But yes, no, no. moving it's, him back to second base makes so much sense. 
And you got a lot of flack for that. And I do remember that vividly where it was just more of a thing of, look, it's not fantasy baseball. There's so many people that are playing different positions. And what's so funny is it wasn't them not knowing how to play the position. They all were great. Tatis literally won a platinum glove. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't the actual playing position. It was just the glut that the Padres now have. People have made the shortstop joke plenty of times. Um, Tatis, I think, helped amend that issue just a little bit because he's clearly an amazing outfielder at this point. But you have this situation where the Padres extended Jake Cronenworth and what, I, in my opinion, is the worst move of A.J. Preller's tenure. I know. All the all the Hosmer people, I know. I actually think that this is worse than that because <laughs> that I don't know who they were bidding against. I don't know who they were bidding against. Yeah. At least I feel but, like I can see a world where people are bidding on Hosmer. I mean, and, as a second baseman, though, Cronenworth, mm-hmm. like... He, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, go for it. Yeah, he had a down year, and that contract. Like, if you're if you're like, no, they should just trade Cronenworth. Well, you're not going to be able to because yeah. of the contract and the way he played. And so he, they need to move him back to second base, and he needs to reestablish some value if they were to want to trade him. But ideally, like you said, from the Padres' perspective, he would just go back to being good defensively at a premium position and hitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and under absolutely. contract for a long time because right now you're not getting anything in return given exactly. the contract that he signed. And I could relitigate that for days. I get I don't know who they were bidding against. I don't know why he was getting worse every year. And he decided now was not just a five year extension, not just a four year, but a seven year extension doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and for Padres fans saying, well, we got to trade him. Yeah. And then move him to first two on top of that. And you might be wondering, well, he didn't slash that well. Well, he actually did 110 WRC plus in 2022 when he was playing in the infield. Good for a 4.2 F4. He's good. He's a good player. And I would have to believe that putting him back in the infield might be better for him. However, the big thing here is it's going to be very hard to trade Jay Cronenworth. You have to look at teams like the Rockies and just hope they bite. You know what I mean? One of those type of teams that are just crazy <laughs> because it's a long-term commitment to a player that you, I think a lot of teams would like this guy. If he wasn't under contract, you could get something for Jay Cronenworth. I actually think quite easily because teams would be like, oh, I got an idea. Let's put him not at first base. <laughs> That's how right. we'll get more from him. But since he has that contract, you would have to, oh, we have to attach prospects to get rid of him. That to me, Padres fans, reminds me, we just mentioned him before, the same situation we were in with Eric Hosmer, where you would have to attach prospects and this and that. And instead, what ended up happening? You had to do the giant Soto trade, and then you had to still – still paying for him next season. So you're not going to be able to get a team, even if the AAV isn't as big, to pay for this guy, especially in a, in a league filled with teams like the Orioles, who won't spend even though they won 100 games, um, to spend on a guy like this. And if you were to do that, all of a sudden, you move Cronenworth to second base, maybe he's that three to four win player again, and then you get a different first baseman, move things around, you have a little bit more room to operate in. And considering that Hassan Kim is, uh, well, potentially, uh, you don't have him locked down for next year. I think it's a move to at least consider. And I think that with the Padres as well, um, yeah, I know that this is upsetting to everyone, but this is why I didn't understand the Cronenworth thing. You kind of made your bed with this. Uh, If you hadn't done this, you could extend Hassan Kim. If you hadn't done this, you could just let them chill and just go with that. This is what happens when you overcommit to the present. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, especially from the Giants side. Do some mock trades and let Ben talk more because I've I've been talking the whole damn time. My gosh. Uh, But before we get into that, uh, everybody, I want to talk to you about our good friends over at FanDuel. They're fantastic. We love FanDuel. We've been partnering with them for a long time. And again, 
look, here's the thing. We're in the midst of the NFL season. Uh, Mike McDaniel, he's getting mad at everyone asking him questions about the Dolphins and how they can't beat teams over 500. He said, you know, F off, he says. And I, that's a direct quote. Well, guess what? Uh, I highly suggest you betting on the Cowboys, I think, this week because the Dolphins just don't tend to uh, beat the good teams, especially after a bad loss by the Cowboys this past week. That's my recommendation for your money line bet. And here's the thing. Why am I recommending it to you? Because over at FanDuel right now, customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's 150 buckaroos if your team wins. So again, I am recommending picking those Cowboys. Um, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, though, no better time than now. Not just money line bets, spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. So again, go visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off your NFL season of betting. Fandle, official partner of the NFL. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Lockdown Padres and Lockdown Giants podcasts, the latter of which you might not know because I've been speaking the whole time. But don't worry, Ben will be speaking at this point uh, because I have to ask you, Ben, I basically broke down what what's going on with the Padres um, in this potential trade. And for the record, this doesn't mean I think that they need to do it. But for those reasons I outlined, I think you have to at least consider it. And I think it would be a savvy move for a GM who has been inconsistent with savvy moves, tends to buy high on a lot of things. So I think it'd be interesting if he did a sell high. Um, ben, what exactly makes Hassan Kim, do you think, the perfect fit for the Giants? The thing is, there are so many different reasons. It's not just one thing in particular. I mean, we could start with the fact that, like you said, over the last couple of seasons, he's low-key been one of the more valuable players in the game, in large part due to his defensive abilities. And mm -hmm. the Giants, for the last two years, have had disappointing seasons, in large part due to defensive issues, especially mm -hmm. in the infield. And they also have like the number one ground ball pitching staff in the game. Logan Logan Webb, looks pretty good, yeah. Have you Alex seen Cobb. an expected ERA? My gosh. <laughs> yeah, and it's it. You know, like Alex Cobb two years ago, we talked about it at the time. Like mm -hmm. the expected numbers yes. were so much better because the infield couldn't. It wasn't just errors. It was just like they just couldn't field behind the guy, mm -hmm. and like all season long. And um, so so. And we're not just talking about a guy who's like, okay, well, he plays this one particular position and the Giants happen to have that position open. What the Giants have is uncertainty, but yet like possibilities at a couple of different spots. I think at at first base, Hassan Kim's value would be wasted, just like Jake Cronenworth's value was wasted. And just like we discussed a year ago, mm -hmm. almost to the day, probably. Um, at second base, they've got Tyro Estrada pretty entrenched there. So we're, but you know, the guy needs days off, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, but we shift to the left side of the diamond and Brandon Crawford for the first time since debuting in 2011 is, I mean, he's a free agent and it's very unlikely to me that he returns, um, given the, the lack of production the last couple of seasons, including defensive decline and just looking at his age, his, his time in San Francisco is probably over. They do have a prospect in Marco Luciano, um, mm -hmm. who ha has at times been considered, you know, a top 10 prospect in the game. Some of that, some people have kind of cooled on him based on minor league performance uh, the last couple of years, but he did make his major league debut 
2023. And so he is a guy under consideration for like opening day shortstop, you know, that role. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to overplay your hand there and put all your eggs in the basket of a prospect who may not pan out. I mean, what if the guy like completely struggles out of the gates and that's your plan and you've got no alternative? No, you need, they, they've been vocal about their need for some insurance at that position. Um, and then you look over to third base where they, they had a pretty nice kind of season from JD Davis uh, but at the same time, he's not necessarily a guy that you want to overcommit to being. He did kind of seem to wear down as the season went on. He he started off great, um, but actually the whole Giants offense was like historically bad starting in late June through the whole yeah. rest of the season. Oh, yeah. Like they were so bad. Um, but and and JD Davis was just part of that. Everybody. Randomly, Wilmer Flores was like Babe Ruth that mm -hmm. whole time, but everybody <laughs> else was horrible. Just yeah. side note. It was hilarious. It made no sense. Um, but basically, so like at shortstop, what I mean, Hassan Kim, it would just be tremendous insurance if a guy like Marco Luciano doesn't perform or maybe you let Luciano kind of start in AAA and get, a, you know, just get on a roll before you call him up. And then if you do call him up and, you know, maybe JD Davis is, I don't know. The giants have a lot of um, versatile players. And so someone yeah, like JD Davis, yeah. he, he could play first base um, mm. in a platoon with Lamont Wade, who platoons. Um, they also don't have like a clear DH with Jock Peterson reaching free agency. And so mm -hmm. that position is kind of flexible and open and so guys like JD Davis like it could you could clear out that third base if if like you said Hassan Kim he could play third he can play short if Tyro Estrada were to go down like he did he fractured his hand this season and missed a month and they were they 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 tried guys from their minor league system and it just didn't go well and that was part of their collapse was um when certain guys went down, the guys that they had filling in didn't do a good job. And so anyway, just having a versatile player in a 162-game season who can give you elite defense at these premium infield positions uh, would just be... I mean, now, you know, I'm, I'm actually remembering... Outfield, I think, was more actually of, of a problem defensively mm -hmm. this season. But yeah. nonetheless, like, getting an elite defender, uh, the Giants just need to improve their defense because the, it, it just hasn't done them any favors the last couple of years overall. Um, and plus, Kim thrived, like you mentioned, the last couple of years. And who was his manager? It was Bob Melvin. Yeah. Right? And now Bob Melvin is the manager I was waiting for you Giants. to bring that up, yeah. And... Not only that, I could keep going. The Giants just signed Jung Hoo Lee out mm -hmm. of Korea for $113 million. Mm -hmm. uh, and Lee and Kim are friends. And Lee just said he hopes to play with Ha Sung Kim. And Kim told him, you're going to be playing for a great manager in Bob Melvin. And so there's just so many reasons that Bob. this makes sense mm -hmm. um, from the Giants' perspective. 
uh, and then like you mentioned, like it, it's kind of complicated from the Padres perspective, but like, it, like you said, it's not like they must trade Hassan Kim, but it's yeah. for all the reasons you mentioned, it's, I agree with you hundred percent just by saying it's worth considering. Yeah. And so there you have it. I think there's the potential for a deal. The question is, do the, do the team see it that way? And would they deal mm-hmm. with each other given that they're division rivals, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's what I'm interested to kind of get into next. It's like, what would the Padres be looking for specifically? But I mean, we've seen it from the other side as Giants fans, all the smiling and, and, and my God, like from the minute Kim showed up, his defensive ability, yeah, he's one of the better like infield defenders I've ever seen. Like just the it's way, th- the way that he feels and the way that he throws the release is amazing. everything, yeah. everything, every throw is perfect. Um, and so slick, just, uh, it's smooth. It's smooth. It's like genuinely like, and this makes us sound like baseball, like weirdos. Uh, we are for the record, but it's just like, yeah, I'm the type of person. Like I remember being at Yankee stadium for one of the games, um, because I'm secretly a Yankees fan as all Padres fans know, um, that (laughs) I remember watching that. And like, it was a, just a great diving play and seeing the speed with which he throws, I don't think that he's necessarily the guy with the biggest arm strength in the entire league. Not no. that that always matters, but it's clearly does not for him because the way he releases the ball gets rid of it quickly. He gets in position. And again, he could play second and short. Um, and he could also be a leadoff hitter as I illustrated in the first segment. I think that he's like one of those guys who's like one of the most valuable players, not in the league. Uh, here's what I should say. I think he's one of the most valuable trade pieces in the league because I think every team is like, you probably don't have to give up a ton for him. He doesn't right. make a lot, and he could play multiple positions. And at the very minimum, even if he regresses to a 107 WRC plus guy or whatever he was in um, in 2022, he's an amazing defender. Like even when he couldn't hit, he's an amazing defender. So I think that there's so many intriguing possibilities here, man. And, I, I really and don't. the steals, like, and that's yeah. another component. The <laughs> Giants were last. Steals. He probably like the Giants. I don't have Great the number runner, pulled yeah. up. The Giants were last in stolen bases in 2023. They were just an old team, a slow team. Yeah. He may have had the Giants had as a team 57 steals last year. My the God. next closest team had 72. So they were last by a lot. And mm. you're saying he had 38. They need some youth. They need some some young vigor and, and energy. And speed yes. is one of those areas. And yes. I think that for them, the real question is going to be also like what would a trade package look like and how right. would this necessarily come afoot? Because it's it's hard to do in, in, in division trades. Heck, if the Yankees and Red Sox could do it, then so could the Giants <laughs> and Padres. You know what I mean? True. So we're going to talk True. about that in just a second, guys. But before we do that, just take a second to listen to a word from some of our sponsors. Hmm. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, just back in a snap, just like that, we are back talking Hassan Kim here on the Lockdown Padres and Lockdown Giants podcasts. Ben, from my perspective, let's just jump right into it. Let's let's do this. We've been talking long enough. I think that what the Padres need is pitching and outfield. So I don't think that it has to be giant people either. Yesterday, if anybody wants to go check out, I did my low-end under the radar targets. I talked about some bullpen guys like Kane and Milton and Jordan Hicks and et cetera, et cetera. Dylan Floro, I think is another one starting pitchers like James Paxton, but all that aside, 
I think that the the Giants could potentially have that. Before we do that, though, I want to selfishly ask for one of my boys. There's two people that the Giants have had. Uh, one of them more recently, but another one they've had for a decent amount of time that I've been randomly obsessed with. Uh, that was Alex Wood. I don't know why. I'm just so convinced this is a three-win pitcher. I just don't know what year it will be. I, I will take that to, with me to the grave. But anyway. He's a free agent, by the way. So I know he's a free agent. sign him. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Take him, know. please. Um, you, and then with, yeah, I know he was not Giants good fans, last year. He, oh my <laughs> gosh, not good. D- Giants fans are like, oh my god, please, please let him join the Padres. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was like a, maybe I'm doing like osmosis, like Anthony Discofani. I'm like, I have this vibe that for some reason Alex Wood can be just like that because he pitched they, next to him. I don't know. I mean, they I were both really good in 2021 for the Giants. Yeah. Like, really good. And I can't fully defend this take, but whatever. The other okay. player is Michael Conforto, mm-hmm. who I've been obsessed with. I, I just... Now, he wasn't amazing for the Giants last year. He, had, he flirted with some moments, but just for the record, his numbers last year... Let me see if I can pull this up. He had a 100 WRC plus exactly and 15 home runs, which was quite off from what he usually did. This is a guy who's hit upwards of 30 before 28 a couple times, been a really good power hitter with good plate discipline did not happen that first year. Would Michael Conforto at all be a player that the giants would be willing to give up? Because I think that with the Padres having dealt not just Juan so, but also Trent Grisham and having a lot of unproven, although intriguing talent with guys like um, Jacob Marcy and Jackson Merrill, as their kind of farm system guys, would Michael Conforto at all be a player that could come to be my beloved, my guy that I'm convinced is like a seven win player for some reason. <laughs> I mean, Javi, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yes. Because, and this is, an, it just, this trade makes too much sense. Like this, this pairing of these two teams mm-hmm. makes too much sense because the giants have nine outfielders on their 40 man roster. And almost yeah. all of them are like, guys with like who have been in the major leagues, like either obviously guys like Conforto and Hanniger, Yastrzemski, Slater, but then guys like younger guys um, in the form of Wade Meckler and Luis Matos, who's considered mm-hmm. a good prospect. They just signed uh, Jung-Hoo Lee, like I said, for 113 million. Uh, I'm not sure I mentioned Hanniger as well. And so plus, they, like I mentioned, versatility. Lamont Wade was an outfielder. Mm-hmm. for a couple years and, and has historically played outfield quite a bit. Tyro Estrada has played some outfield. Brett Wisely, Blake Sable, who was like a catcher and an outfielder. So they they are flooded with outfielders. And so mm-hmm. 100%, like, they can, if if Conforto's the guy that A.J. Preller wants, it's it's doable. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, need, they need to reduce from their outfield mix. Like, I think that they, I don't, I don't want to say have to, but it would make a lot of sense to trade an outfielder. And, you know, I think that the, the Yastrzemski and Slater kind of pairing as a platoon is a really good one. And then you've got Jung-Hoo Lee's going to be like an everyday center fielder. You're not, you don't pay a guy $113 million to platoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you've got basically one more spot and, You've got Conforto. You've also got Hanniger. You've got the DH yeah. spot. But what, like I said, Wilmer Flores was like exceptional for the Giants last year, and he doesn't really have a spot unless he's platooning. Anyway, it's it gets complicated with all their mm-hmm. versatility. But absolutely, Conforto or any of the other outfielders I just named. Plus, 
they they happen to be deep in young pitching as well. Mm. And so there you could pair and I don't know about I I read somewhere today that the Padres were possibly seeking catching depth, but Joey Bart probably just lost his role yeah. with the Giants. Former top prospect, maybe a guy worth kind of taking a, a flyer on on mm-hmm. there uh, because the Giants have Patrick Bailey who emerged yeah. as a stud and then they just signed Tom Murphy to a multi-year contract. And so the writing yeah. is on the wall for Bart. I don't know if there's interest there for the Padres, but young pitching, outfield, and Joey Bart, those are kind of the guys, the the groups of guys that that are most likely to be tr- dealt in any in any deal for because their Giants are probably going to trade for for someone who can play shortstop, whether it's yeah. Kim or somebody else, and that's that's who's available. Or you maybe could sign Tim Anderson, take a flyer <laughs> on that guy. <laughs> I mean, you know they they've they've been pretty clear like, that, there, that the intention is like to trade for mm-hmm. for uh, okay for for um because they don't they don't want tim anderson <laughs> like I, you know i just think tim anderson, a bad year, man. tim anderson fills my so bad but it does i don't so i don't believe it box i'm like this yeah. is you don't decline by 50 points randomly one year like i don't know if he's a good player but it's it has to be better than what he did last year. That's why I'm kind of yeah. high on Tim Anderson. But, but don't need Kim him, is good. I think that what mm-hmm. they want is someone who's actually like just currently good because they and have the floor is higher enough. Too. The floor is exceptionally high because yeah. of the defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Giants they want to win. Like they they don't mm-hmm. want to be winning 79, 81 games. Like they want to win, and so they're they're willing to give up some talent if it means getting a good player. And that's mm-hmm. what we're looking at here. And when we're talking Kim, I'm not saying, yeah, just give send him over here because you know you need to get rid of him. I'm saying no. <laughs> yeah. I'm list. I, you know, we yeah. realize this. This is a good player, and we're willing to give you fair value for it because it makes so much sense for our roster. That's the situation. I'm in on Conforto. Uh, I would almost do this straight up for him. Now that's because oh, I have done. a little bit of a bias because I just think Michael Conforto. I I promise you, I smell it. I I know it's still in there, man. <laughs> he just had a weird year and he came off of an injuries, guys. I'm it's all true. in on Michael Conforto, but I imagine something else would be involved since at the present moment, uh, Hassan Kim infinitely better of a player than Michael Conforto just based on last year. Obviously, and cheaper if you just go and cheaper and all that stuff. So. That would depend. That's where it might not line up is if you are trading him and paying a little bit more for Michael Conforto. I wouldn't see that. I don't know what Lamont Wade is getting paid, um, but like that's where it gets a little bit bucks. different because eh, that would that would be a big win for the Padres. But he's also much better and is was discount Juan Soto for not the whole year, but a good portion of the, the Giants season before their, their offense. Had Everybody run. He was like a 400 on base guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. That's why I think it happened, but otherwise it would be for depth pieces. I don't think the Giants necessarily have any farm system pieces that the Padres would covet all that much. But if you have relievers, if you have a, an outfielder you throw in there, I think that could make a lot of sense for the Padres and potentially allow you to then. The key here is not just getting a Michael Conforto player. It is also what if this helps you unlock Cronenworth because you're not doing anything with him. You're not. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm sorry to break this to you guys. You can't. If this was a three-year deal, sure. If he wasn't signed, you could get so much for Cronenworth in the grand scheme of things right now. But since you're probably stuck with him, 
I would elect to not abandon ship and instead say, all right, fine, let's test this out. If they move him to second base next year and he stinks again, then we can start talking about, all right, maybe we just have to figure out a way to dump this guy. It's a sunken cost at the end. But for now, my thing is I want to see if he could still give that value in second base. And if you do that, you trade for someone, then you have Michael Conforto starting in left field, occasionally doing DH stuff. Uh, depending if they get someone else. And then you go get Reese Hoskins to fill in for first base for a year. And that would be my master framework of an idea. So again, the big thing for why this makes sense, what Ben just mentioned, defense has been killing the Giants. I mean, it murdered Alex Cobb's season from, uh, what was it, 2022. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that guy's numbers, first of all, I I don't like using war for pitchers as much as other stats, but 3.7 war that year. Uh, because his FIP and XFIP were just below in the basement, right? And this year, right. he was effective, but not quite as much, which is hilarious. So it's almost like you lost that year. And Logan right. Webb is just a strikeout dude who I believe among like the top pitchers has like the highest ground ball rate in the league. Yes. And that would be conducive to Kim's skill set. So it really fits there. And then for the Padres, it's not just for some potential, you know, what rumored is backup catcher help, whatever. I think Higashioka is fine as their backup catcher. But also some potential outfield help that we don't put pressure as much pressure to have your Jacob Marcy prospect or Jackson Merrill prospect. And instead, you bring in my beloved Michael Conforto, hit 30 home runs for you. And then more importantly, the last part is the Cronenworth move. You're almost you're like almost trading for Cronenworth in a way. You know what I mean? Like you could be doing that if you do move Kim because you're not moving Bogarts to first. Enough of that story. That story is never they put I. I'm mad on Padres fans behalf because we, you and I said this, like, why didn't it just made no sense to me because I don't think any of the moves are bad in a vacuum. The problem is they did all of them at once. If you're going to sign Bogarts, why are you extending Cronenworth? If you want to extend Cronenworth, why are you signing Bogarts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what the problem is. Because it put people, yeah, to put a guy whose value so much comes from defense at mm-hmm. such a at the like least premium defensive position on the field never made any sense it was and like are you hoping for him to bounce back to his 2020 level cool I, I'm, so. I'm hopeful but even if he did that is he gonna be the same value player as some others i mean we're going up against freddie freeman you know what i mean just, we're going up against all sort of for first base for the national league so just it, oof, my god oof, it just never, never made, made a whole sense. lot of sense um but alas ladies and gentlemen that is my idea um, and I think that that is why just a Michael Conforto throwing some random reliever. I don't know. I just like saying random reliever a lot because every, every team has a random reliever that can help out. That is an area. Um, or they could sign my beloved uh, Keenan Middleton, who I alluded to earlier. Uh, everybody Giants, go check out that episode. Mm-hmm. Giants could eat some money, too. You know, like Confort- like we said, Conforto is costing $18 million, Kim only 8 yeah. And the Giants would probably happily, like, pay down $10 million mm-hmm. bucks, make... make uh, Kim 18 million, make Conforto eight and yeah, exactly. sweeten the deal there. Exactly. That could make a lot of sense. The Giants, uh, for a multitude of reasons, uh, just don't have that payroll right now, but they're not a team that is opposed to payroll, clearly. Just no, that's just how not, it works. They're right? trying they're not, to they're out yeah. here trying to sign Yoshinobi hey, Yamamoto had Korea. as we speak. They yeah. had Korea for a week, a question week. mark. A week. A week. Like yes. clearly the Giants, this is not that's what's so interesting, is you're not going to be able to move. Uh, some other players, but the Giants are the type that could absolutely help out with that. So, Ben, I really like it. 
I really do. I think that this would make a lot of sense for both teams. Obviously, there's risk here because there's a little bit known, more known quantity in Hassan Kim. But because of the Cronenworth thing, if all of a sudden, if you're getting really nerdy about it, the Padres are getting five wins out of this, if you include Cronenworth and then if Conforto has a bounce back and then you do something at first base, mm-hmm. I think it's, as, as Peter Brand in Moneyball would say, you know, I think it's good you got Hassan Kim off your team. I think it opens up all kinds of exciting possibilities. Um, not as much. I think that that would more fits the Juan Soto for that analogy. But even so, ladies and gentlemen, with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves, as well as the Locked On Giants podcast. Ben, before we close things out, uh, tell the people what you're up to. <laughs> you know I can never answer this question. I'm always I know. like, no, I got nothing. Uh, you got nothing. I mean, what do you I mean? Like you ben... anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, you always put me on the spot. At Ben Kaspik on X, Locked On Giants, your team every day, but three days a week. <laughs> for right now yeah um yeah and just like you said earlier twitter or x you know i, I like to be active there so check me out if you haven't there already and, and what about you where what what do my listeners need to know um at javapeno on twitter j-a-v-i-i-p-e-n-o the best handle on the lockdown lb network uh the best mm. handle in the game uh but ben does have <laughs> some of the best baseball tweets i like them very much very informative so go check that out in terms of my pod next week all I know for now is probably going to talk about Dylan Cease because why not? Everybody else is doing it. So we'll talk about the Padres trading away stuff, and then I'll talk about who the Padres could trade for because why not? They're the Padres. We've got the wild man, uh, Sheriff Cowboy John Wayne extraordinaire and A.J. Preller. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Otherwise, I will see. But for Giants fans, the the gregarious Giants, I don't know. I, I don't know what G-I word. You tried you know I mean? That before. rhymes with... With Giants. I tried it before and I forgot again. You said gregarious. Did I say gregarious last time? (laughs) Amazing. You you were like, I I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Amazing stuff. And on that note, everybody, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful for our faithful homies and gregarious Giants fans. Until next time, (laughs) take care.